done. I'm blaming Jonathan. I've told him I'm going to blame him. There's no speaker on Sunday. I was like, okay, well, we can use a YouTube video. Well, we've not prepared a YouTube video. Okay. I said, well, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just a service. I'm not a speaker. It's not, it's not, my, it's not, not part of the role, I don't think, as a service leader. So I thought, well, we, maybe we'll, um, I'll ask a few people to pray, maybe, or something like that. So looking around, I probably would have chose Richard and Dad, Jonathan. But uh, I didn't, I don't know, I just, it didn't feel right. So I decided to pray about it and I asked the Lord, I said, what do you want me to do? Is there a message you want me to bring? Um, and uh, the next day, I woke up and uh, I, was at, I was at work and uh, a certain passage came to me. So uh, I guess the Lord's put this on my heart to bring to you this morning. It's, uh, well, I'm actually going to use part of my, uh, my talk that I used yesterday in town, and it links quite well with, with this uh, passage in Matthew. So we're going to read, if you want to turn and follow, or if not, it should be on the screen. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 24, and it's verse 36 to 44. Matthew 24, verse 36 to 44. And it's titled, in this Bible, uh, in my Bible, it's titled, The Day and Hour Unknown. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. This is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in a field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the Master has put in charge? Sorry. I'm going to stop there at verse 44. Yeah. Right. Let's just uh, let's just pray as we as we uh, look at this passage. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the way that you speak to us for your word. Father, I ask that you help me now just to speak clearly. Lord, you know I've. Preparing, been preparing a few words to, to share, Lord, and I ask that you will use me and help me. Give me the words today, Lord, as, as Moses did in, in, as we read in Exodus. Moses said, don't use me. I'm not eloquent. I'm not good with speech. Father, I stand here also say, saying I can't do this on my own. 
I'm not eloquent, Lord. I ask that you will help me. And Lord, for the people who are here this morning, help them to, uh, to listen and to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. So, this is, uh, this is the talk that I was using uh, yesterday. I was playing football yesterday and my legs are aching a bit. <laughs> this is probably not the right thing to be doing. So I'm going to talk about the problem that divides. So what is the problem? So we've got a problem here of separation. As we all know, the last, uh, last 12 months has been difficult, hasn't it? For, we've, all, we've all struggled with separation from family and loved ones. It's not been an easy time. We've not been able to meet up with our friends. We've not been able to see family. And it's been, been a tough time. And um, the cause of this separation, obviously, is the coronavirus. It's, uh, it's stopped us from doing lots of things, isn't it? And uh, it's been a, a difficult 12 months. So um, what can we do that will help us to get back, to, to take away this separation? Well, there's a, a vaccine come out, hasn't there? And many people here have probably had the vaccine. It's not going to, uh, it's not going to take the, the virus away, absolutely, I don't think, is it? I'm, not, I'm no doctor or anything, I don't really understand I don't really look into it that much, but it can, it can certainly help with the problem of, of the coronavirus. So we can take the vaccine. It's interesting, uh, yesterday I was in town and um, I was there talking about, the, about this vaccine and I was also talking about heaven and the truths of heaven and how, how we get to heaven. And it, it made me think, I was just thinking that um, how people are rushing out to get this vaccine. You know, people are almost shoving each other out of the way, trying to get in there first, trying to get the vaccine. But when you talk to them about heaven and how you can get to heaven, people just still not interested. And yesterday we were having arguments, well not arguments, but conversations with people um, about heaven and, and they just weren't interested. But if you offer them a vaccine, they'll be straight there. And it, it's not going to last forever, this vaccine. You know, I, I heard something that it might only last for 12 months and it might have to be a regular thing. Whereas, the, whereas uh, Jesus dying on the cross for us is in eternity. It's for eternity. So let's talk about another separation. We've got separation there from our family and our friends. And we've got separation from God. Obviously, there's a, you know, we, we, God wants to have a relationship with us. Um, but we have to... Um, We've got a problem between us and God, and that is sin. And the Bible tells us that your iniquities, the things we've done wrong, have separated you from your God. And let's look at the, uh, the sin that is separating us from God. Um, we know we are sinful because God's given us his law. And as we look at a, a few of them, we, we know that we, we, we are guilty of, of these these. Of God of these sins, God's given us these laws to keep, but it's almost impossible. You know, you, you, you even look at young children, and and they are, they are sinful. They do things wrong. I, I'll never forget. Um, a couple of years ago, I picked Abigail up from nursery, and I put her in the back of the car. She had nice white tights on, and then a few minutes down the road, I turned around and looked at her, and she had pen all over her tights, <laughs> and she had pen in her hand, and I said. Who's drawn on your tights? And she said, somebody at nursery. <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of the Ten Commandments. 
do not lie. And we're all guilty of that, aren't we? We don't, we don't you know, Abiel didn't know that it, it was a sin, but it, it's just in us, isn't it? Um, uh, some other ones that we can look at is um, do not steal. We've, I'm sure some of us here have all stolen something, even if it's just a pen. I like these little Argos pens. Do you still get them? Some Argos, do they still do them? I don't know. We've all taken some of them in our lifetime, haven't we? I'm sure it's still stealing, isn't it? However small it is. Um, and there's another one there, do not commit adultery. Well, you might say, well, that's easy, that. But the Lord Jesus says, if we look at another person we've lost, that we, we commit adultery in our hearts. So there's another one that, that, that most of us have probably, uh, probably not kept. So there's the, the problem that's separating us from God is sin. And the Bible tells us, doesn't it, that all have sinned and are short of the glory of God. We all know that. We don't need the Bible to tell us that. We all do things wrong. We, we can't help it. So what, so, so what is the, the, the cure for sin? Well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? He died, on the, he died on the cross for our sins. And as I was saying, this vaccine might only last for 12 months, but the Lord Jesus Christ did this for us thousands of years ago, and it's still true to this day. For Christ also suffered once for our sins, just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. So we have to accept Jesus into our lives so that we can be in a, in a, in a true relationship with God, in a loving relationship with God. So, like I said, well, as, as, we, as we look back at this passage in Matthew, the day or our unknown, and we see here in, in verse 40 of another separation. Two men will be in a field, one will be taken and the other left. I meant to say if you, uh, if you, feel, if you feel like you want to heckle or anything, then just, uh, just to go for it, because I'm used to uh, some people interrupting me when I'm still in town. I've never done anything like this before in a church, so if you, ever wanna, if you just want to shout or anything, it might make me feel better. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure why, why the Lord's given me this passage, but it's not one that I chose. Hundreds of passages in the Bible, isn't there, that, that, um, that we could have looked at. But I really feel that this is what he asked me to, uh, to bring to us this morning. So, we, Like I said, we've read here again about separation. We've read that we need to be on our guard. And we need to be ready for Jesus' return. And we don't know when he will return, so we need to be ready, don't we? Just like the thief in the night, he, he's going to come back. You know, the thief will come when we don't know and Jesus will do that I wonder what we will be doing when Jesus returns we don't want anyone to be left behind do we what, uh, I've been, I did an evangelism course online uh, a, while ago, a while ago on Zoom and um, this chap said in a hundred years from now everybody around us, everyone we know will be in an eternity. It's going to either be heaven or hell. There's uh, an evangelist who I like watching on YouTube. He's called Joe Kirby. Um, he's a Lancashire bloke, so he's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he gave this analogy. He said there was, there was a, a man who went away from the army 
and um, he, he was able to leave the army a few days early, so he was all excited about going home to see his girlfriend. He had the idea that he would be able to uh, go and propose to her, and um, so he, he, he got the taxi back to his house, and at the end of the street, he, he got out the taxi, and he could hear this loud music coming from down his street, and there was lights flashing, and it sounded like someone was having a party, someone was having a good time, and... Um, he walked down the street and he could see that the music was coming from, from his house. So he looked, looked into the front window and he saw in there, he saw his girlfriend in there having a party. There was other people in there, but he saw his girlfriend there and she was dancing with another man. And he had a choice. He could have gone in there and like a bull in a china shop and, and had, a, had it out with them. But he chose not to. He chose just to walk away, just quietly, just walk away. And that really hit me. That it made me think, you know, if if Jesus returns and he comes up to our window, our house, and he looks in, and and he sees how the Lord, what we're doing, what will we be doing when when he does that? And imagine if he does that and he turns away and he just leaves us. It doesn't bear thinking of, does it? We need to be careful. We need to be, keep a watch. I've got loads of verses written down here, so I'm just... Uh, I'm not sure why that one's there. That doesn't make any sense at all. So maybe in this... this Covid lockdown, where we might have got into some bad habits. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we've got into a bad eating, eating bad things, or not exercising very much, or maybe we've not been spending much time with God. And the Bible warns us of this. The Bible warns us of people falling away. Um, it, it's very easy, isn't it, to get out of the routine of reading the Bible and and not talk to God as as often as we should do. And um, it made me think. Uh, I did something similar when I was a teenager. I, I, I decided to, to turn my back on God and I, I went a different direction. And um, I thought I could live my life for myself. I wanted worldly things. And it wasn't uh, the best years of my life. Um, and I, I, I probably regret doing it, I suppose. But I, I realised that, uh, that I, I was doing the wrong thing that I, and that I needed to turn back to God and I needed to, uh, to live the way he wanted me to live rather than my own way because my own way just didn't go well. And um, there's a, I've just, there's, that's a challenge that I've just completed because uh, I've been on another uh, evangelism course last Sunday with counties and I was challenged to share my testimony with somebody. So I'm just going to tick that one off. <laughs> but the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, um, about it warns us about people who will, who will fall away from the faith and how we desire things of the earth. We desire to maybe watch TV more or to be on eBay or to watch YouTube or there's PlayStation games. They're all okay. Obviously, it's, it's all, all good things to be you know, the helpful things to get us through life, but um, we need to be careful that we don't spend too much time on them, don't we? And, and then there's a, another warning in the Bible. It, it warns us of hell and the people that will be left behind. 
as we've just read, one will be taken, the other will be left. I don't know why, why I have to talk about these not very nice things. Um, I'd rather talk about something a bit nicer, but I read earlier that Jesus spoke about hell in the Bible more than he spoke about heaven. So here's a warning, isn't it, of the people that will be left behind, that, that they'll be left in, and, and cast into hell, and the, it will be eternal, it will be eternal suffering. The, the Bible tells us there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth, and it's the gnashing of teeth that is a fearful, that's what, we're, that's what, we're, that's what it will be like, you'll be constantly in fear, you'll be, you'll be separated, as we've looked at separation, permanently, eternally separated from God. At the minute, God's in control. And we can see that, that God loves us and he, he's in control of everything. But, but hell will be a permanently separation from God. So, I don't know any, if any of you here this morning doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour. And, and I wonder if you've heard people talk about him before. And, and I just wonder... If, if, you, if you're waiting for something, maybe, or maybe you just think, I'm going to wait a couple of years, enjoy my life a bit. Well, don't do that, because we don't know the Lord Jesus might return, like we've just said, like a thief in the night, and you won't know he's coming. It might be too late. The Bible tells us that today is the day of salvation. We don't know when he's going to come. We should do it now. Do it today. Don't be left behind. Don't be one of these people that are left behind. As I was saying, this, the, the vaccine, it, it will deal with, a, with a, a, the problem of the coronavirus. But it won't deal with the, big, the, bigger, the bigger virus, the, the virus of, of sin. So what about our friends and our family? Another one that is difficult. I don't, I don't really want to talk about it because it, you know, it could make us feel uncomfortable, can't it? We've all got loved ones that don't know the Lord Jesus. And it's, it's a difficult thing, you know. It's, it's not easy, is it? We don't want them to be left behind, do we? We don't want them to be separated from God. But there is good news. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, that God can move mountains. We sing a song, don't we? Saviour, he can move the mountains. So we should pray. We should pray for all men. There's a let's have a read of that one. One Timothy chapter one Timothy chapter two and verses one to eight is all about how we should pray. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful quiet lives in all good good godliness and holiness this is good and pleases god our savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth god god wants us all to be saved not just not just a few of people he wants all of us to be saved you know it's our words uh, can be helpful. We can, we can speak to people. We can speak to the lost, you know, our family and our friends and our loved ones. 
excuse me, but, but our words aren't going to save them, are they? It's the Holy Spirit that will change their hearts, and the Lord Jesus Christ will change them if we ask him to do that. Um, it, it, there's a, a really good couple of verses in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 11, verses 19 to 20. It says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. That's what the Lord will do. We can't do that. We can talk to them. We can, we can tell them the truths of what we believe, but we can't change their hearts. It's the, it's the Lord that will do that. It says so in the Bible. So it's important that we pray for, we pray for the people that we love and the people that we care for that don't know, that don't know the Lord Jesus. I often think we probably don't do it enough, do we? We should pray continually and regularly. We don't, we don't want them to be separated, do we? We don't want them to be left behind. But if you're a Christian here this morning, what will it be like to be taken? I've spoken to you about what it would be like to be left. What will it be like to be taken? And uh, John 3.16 tells us, doesn't it, that we will... If, I don't know why I can't think of it. It's totally gone out of my head. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. How amazing that will be to be with Jesus forever. The Bible tells us that we will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. How amazing that will be, won't it? it will be eternity with, with Jesus in heaven in paradise so I wonder if you, if you, if you have felt maybe a little bit distant this more distant from God just recently maybe you find it difficult to come to church because it's not, it's not very I won't say not very, not very interesting <laughs> you know maybe the, the youth are missing out on, on going out the back maybe it's not very interesting today I don't know um, but don't worry, you know, I'd encourage you to, to pray and ask the Lord to help you to read the Bible. Maybe there's lots of YouTube videos out there that, that are encouraging that will help you to get back on track. Maybe you feel you don't want to get back on track. Maybe you feel you're quite happy just in your life right now. But it's a dangerous place to be. As we've read, two men will be taken one, sorry, two men will be together and one will be taken, the other one will be left. We don't want to be left. And the Bible also tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us. We read that in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. So you won't be left. You won't be left alone. As long as you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour, you will not be left alone. He will never leave us or forsake us. But we must be on our guard. No one knows when Jesus will return. It could be any time. What will we be doing when Jesus returns? Will we, will we be watching some film that we should be watching? Or I don't know. We should be... Uh, Waiting, shouldn't we? We should be ready. 
he will come like a thief in the night. I've written down another passage, and it's in Romans. I can't remember what it says. That's it. So Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No one, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if you're here this morning and you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal saviour and you've asked him to give, forgive him of your sins, then you can rest in this peace that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Amen. Let's stand.